Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Noodles at Noon, the show that focuses on things that are not worth focusing on. I am your host, who is now officially a silver medalist in a sporting event that does not matter. Whoa. It is I, Ben, and we are joined, as always, by Midwest Traveler. It's Noah. And it's early. It's not a it's not a noon kind of noodles it, day. It, it is, is not in the morning kind of noodles day. I've got my coffee. Me too. Nice. What, what kind of coffee well, are you drinking? We don't we don't really talk about coffee much. We don't really talk about coffee much. Um, this is a I think it's hazelnut. Like the coffee itself is hazelnut, or does it have a hazelnut creamer in it? No, or? no, the coffee itself is hazelnut. It's either hazelnut or caramel. I can't remember which. My roommate just like bought up because I supplied a Keurig to our apartment and my roommate bought a bunch of K-Cups for the Keurig and um, I just grabbed a green one this morning for the it was coffee and I think Egg. I was right. And then I added a heck ton of creamer to it and I'm drinking <laughs> out of it or I'm drinking it out of my mug, which has a leopard on it that says chillax. Whoa. So well, I'm drinking... Mugs. I'm drinking a decaf Folgers because I'm basic. I don't know, but it is the best part of waking up. Um, no matter how how creepy those commercials may have gotten with the brother and the sister, I'm still a Folgers fan through and through. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I think I do, but I don't. Uh, we'll talk about it later. It's it's not good. Um, but I have. Yeah, a giant mug full of Folgers coffee with a little bit of oat milk splashed in there in my Mickey Mouse mug that I got in Florida because I too hope to control the world and have an empire of my own someday. And Mickey Mouse is just a real inspiration for that. Welcome to the Noodles Empire, everybody. Well, Walt Disney started off by, you know, stealing a bunch of his fellow animators' work and turning it into an empire, so... Just like we, you know, steal game ideas from internet articles and we're slowly building our noodles empire. Just a lot, just a lot slower, but mm-hmm. we're going to get there a lot slower. What are our, as our, long as we get to the point where we can freeze our bodies in carbonite or whatever the <laughs> rumor is that Walt Disney has done. Um, cryogenically frozen. <laughs> yes. Which I'm pretty sure has been debunked like multiple times, right? I think he's just buried somewhere. Well, you know who did? Uh, get cryogenically frozen. Ted Williams, former uh, Major League Baseball player from like 1950s, he was cryogenically frozen after he died. Really? Um, yeah, and he was frozen by this lab. Um, and then like someone did a research, and they found that they just cryogenically froze his head. And I don't know what purpose what? that is because <laughs> I don't want to come back after I've died and just not have a body. That would be weird to me. Um, he couldn't play baseball. Yeah, he couldn't play baseball. But uh, speaking of playing baseball, it turns out they uh, uh, at that lab used his head to play baseball. His frozen, like as a his frozen as a ball head. or as a yeah. bat or what? <laughs> yes, as a ball. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so there are actually people who who have been cryogenically frozen, and that's like a known fact. Yes, this is one hundred percent known and accepted fact they have been frozen in the hopes that someday there will be some sort of technology or medical breakthrough that allows them to live more which and then so, there's like a whole thing around whether ted williams actually wanted to be cryogenically frozen or not Ooh, and it was just his 
son trying to make a bunch of money off. It's like a whole conspiracy theory. Wow. Sounds like something I need to investigate. You do. It's very interesting. It looks like as far as pricing goes, um, some organizations can be as much as $200,000 or more for a whole body, but only $80,000 for a neuro head-only option. Um, with CI, a whole body crypto preservation costs as little as $28,000. A year or like lifetime? Well, well I guess not lifetime. That's a good point. This sounds like it's just <laughs> Is that a lifetime like a subscription one- <laughs> or a death time subscription because it's only, you're only using it when you're dead. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a one-time payment, but that's a good point. If this is, you know, a hundred years, it's like at, at a certain point, it's not worth it to them to keep your body going. Well, I like I, this though. I'm on a cryonics, cryonics.org and they have about 20 general FAQ questions. And then they have one question under moral and ethical questions. <laughs> what is the, what is the Christian view of cryonics? And there's an article that links to Christianity Today about cryonics and orthodoxy. Interesting. So that might be an interesting read. <laughs> I can't Book say that tab for something later. I've, yeah, I can't say that's something I've ever thought about ethically. I will I say. I didn't realize it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I genuinely believe every like cryonics thing is a scam. Because it's got to be. Because what they do is they take your money up front before you've died. So, you know, that scene in like Guardians of the Galaxy where the collector's like, allow me to pay you now so I can have your body at the time of your death. It's basically that. So you like pay up front before you've died. And then after you die, you don't really care what they do to you. So they just take your money then and then they cryogenically freeze you, quote unquote. But then like they don't let anybody in to like where they store all the bodies and stuff, which makes sense. But like. Nobody knows what it's like inside there. So I'm just like, they're not doing anything. They're just taking your money before you've died. And then you're not there to care about it after you've died. (laughs) And surely over the generations, your kids are going to care less and less. Like by the time you get to your great grandkids, are they really going to be like, oh, I got to follow up on, you know, my cryogenically frozen great grandpa and make sure he's doing all right. Like you're just going to forget. It sounds like they're just counting on the generations forgetting that. You know, great grandpa is stored in, you know, this cryogenic lab somewhere. Well, we are about 11 minutes and 30 seconds into a recording and you already went on a tangent about cryogenically freezing, <laughs> which was not in our show notes. Um, this is going to be a good episode. The, I can the, tell already. The poor special guest that we haven't introduced yet. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's, where'd the special guest go? Where'd the she special left? guest go? She left. Um, no special guest oh. this week. Unfortunately, there was a conflict. No, not a conflict. I must there say was, conflict yeah. of interest. She, there was a scheduling was, conflict. She'd already paid for her cryogenically frozen process, so she got mad and walked out a little yeah. bit ago. <laughs> she left on us. Um, but we that do is okay. have some really exciting guests coming up. I think next week, hopefully we can get on a guest I'm thinking of next week. That's going to be really fun, potentially from a new continent. We're going global for noodles at noon, and then also, um, yeah, I don't know. I have like three guests in the wings, just waiting for their time. I have a few as well. Well, I have one. And your dad was awesome last week. Like, <laughs> he was a good sport. I appreciated him sport. being on the show. He was a good. Every time I questioned his support of me as a human being, he was a very good sport about it. Yeah, he was very supportive and very kind and uh, 
didn't didn't ask too many questions. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> the less questions people ask us, the better. It's just a thing that happens. Well, you mentioned earlier that you had a silver medal that you won this week. Do you want to talk more about that? What sport? Can I yeah. guess the sport? Um, you can. I mean, it's in the show notes, but you can. <laughs> well, I guess oh, it, it is. It wasn't necessarily a sport. I, I may not have been completely forthright when I said in a sporting event, but I'll, oh, I'll let okay. you. Yeah. So it wasn't speed walking. Mm-mm. Oh, no, definitely not. That was my only idea. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, this week, and in fact, the day that we're recording this, Saturday, is the company that I work for is like major company party. Um, it's called the Orange Party because for whatever reason, like we like orange. And if you want to be able to get into the party, you have to wear something orange. And I don't actually own anything orange. Like I went through my closet and everything I own is blue. Like I only wear the color blue. <laughs> so... I had to borrow an orange shirt for my brother. So that's later today. But the, in the entire week leading up to it, we have something called the, well, part of the name of our company, which I'm not going to say where I work, part of the name of our company, and then orange games. Theory. What was it? Orange Theory. Orange Theory. Yeah. So the Orange Games. That's no, canon. That's called that. I, mm, I, I work at the Face Games because I work at Facebook. Um, oh, okay. That's fine. It's not completely untrue, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> I do do a lot of stuff on Facebook. But he works for Oculus. Yeah, no, your job is on Facebook. My, my entire job exists on Facebook. But we have these games that we put together, and it's basically inside your, your... And it's supposed to be like the Olympics. Your team that you're on, or your department that you're in, is your country. And then you represent your team in different ways and you earn points and all that stuff and at the end of the week the company with the most points wins or not company the department pardon me department with the most points wins and so i was a part of the social media department and i work at like a tech company pretty much we do like website design we do social media stuff all that sort of jazz and so it not there's not like a deadlifting event and there's not like a <laughs> deadlift as many paper rings as you can. No, we don't. We don't do those. Um, I will say there are some people at my company that are exceptionally jacked and probably could do those things and do them well, much better than I could. But we don't. Well, I'm sorry. I almost dropped my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not even holding it. And so. The events that we did were more like on Tuesday, we had to, well, not on Tuesday, but leading up to Tuesday and then on Tuesday, we had to write, shoot, and edit a comedy sketch for our department. Whoa. And then on Wednesday, it was trivia about the company. And then on Thursday, we had to show a music video that our department had made. And then on Friday, there was actually like, a relay, which included physical activity. But, and the way this has normally worked, whenever we have to submit a video sort of assignment for something at my company, it normally just falls on me because I'm, I'm the <laughs> only one in our department who has any like experience doing video stuff. Um, and not to say it falls on me, like the entire team helped write the script. 
a bunch of our my coworkers were in the video and then I just shot and edited it. That's all I did. Um, so we did that on Tuesday. Social media department, after all of our hard work, got first place for the comedy sketch. Whoa, so nice. Is this something we us. can see? Um, or at least I can see. <laughs> you can definitely see it. <laughs> I, can you send this to me? I want to see. Yeah, I can send it to you. You might not get it because it's a lot of like lingo just solely oh. centered around our company. The the big uh, cameo in it was I was able to get the CEO of our company, which I will say we have like a multi-million dollar tech company. So I was able to get our CEO <laughs> to be I in our you video. talking about that last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. That you had to work up the courage. Yeah, I had to work up the courage to go upstairs and talk to him. Well, we did that. It worked out. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's what helped us get but we had 20 percent more votes than the next place video so everyone did wow. a great job and then well trivia done. the next day was kind of stacked against us because the company's been around for like 12 ish years and in the other departments so it, it was all like trivia about the company so it's been around for like 12 ish years and every other department has someone who's like been at the company since it started but the social media department's only been around for like four or five years <laughs> itself <laughs> so and then even then a lot of us are just younger people who've been there for like two or three years so you weren't we, there from day one we we haven't been there since day one so we 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 didn't do well at the trivia um <laughs> but then we got fourth place for the music video so everyone did well on that. I'll send you that as well. Nice. Yeah, I, I want to see the, that too. You can see the music video. And then Friday was the relay. And now what happened to the relay was you had to get four representatives from your team. Thankfully, I was not one of them. And you had to do 20 jumping jacks or one person had to do 20 jumping jacks. One person had to do 20 uh, mountain climbers. One person had to do 20 pushups. One person had to do 20 burpees. And the team that was able to do all of those the fastest, you would start right after the person before you finished. Fastest time. And then like you get first place, second fastest, second place. Yeah, how that normally works. And the social media team at the end of all of the departments going got first place. Hey. However, for whatever reason, our CEO let one of the other teams go again. <laughs> what? <laughs> so and like this entire thing was done, done over Zoom. So we knew there was going to be like a bit of a delay, but they said that their delay was longer. So they went to his office where he could time them in person without a delay. And then they got a faster what? time. I call foul. So did literally our entire department. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a group of more riled up social media managers in my entire life. The social media department's going to walk. Yeah. You will have no social media managers at this company. Yeah. So we ended up getting second place. And then for the entire event, we ended up getting tied for second uh, for the department. I think the sales team got first. So sales team and oh, then social media. People. All the all the salespeople. But <laughs> my department got second place. So that's why I have a silver that's awesome. medal. Yeah. There's no actual medal, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get sent it over Slack and you can print it out if you want. Cut it out of a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, Noah, you've had just as, if not more, actually definitely more exciting of a past week. Please fill me in on everything. 
because I don't talk Man, to you. It, yeah, we haven't talked much this week, and I've actually been absent in the Discord. My apologies to Chivalry Bean, who asked me a web development-related question like a week ago, and I just now noticed it. So, yeah, how dare uh, you be absent in our Discord chat, man? Gosh, who's, <laughs> I'm who's sorry. Ever, who's ever is absent in our Discord chat? Not me. Yeah, never. I need a vacation. I need to clear my mind from the Discord, you know, just get away. Get away from the drama. Get away from the Minecraft. Um, yeah, I traveled again this week, uh, this time for fun. Traveled out to Indianapolis, um, which is a long road trip from Fairbanks, Alaska. Let me it tell is. you, that was... And we did it in a day on the way back. On the way there, we took two days, um, two really short days. So we were like, ah, let's let's just do it in one day on the way back, which we did last night. We got back about, oh, eight hours ago or so. Um, actually, a bunch of our stuff is still in the car because oh, um, no. we just we just left it in the garage and we're like, all right, we're just going to go in, brush our teeth and go to bed. And that's what we did. So within about 10 minutes of getting home, I was absolutely asleep quick little interjection the drive from fairbanks alaska to indianapolis is uh three and a half days non-stop non-stop and we did it in a day that's it's amazing it's 59 hours of driving that you did well we sped a little bit jesse you know jesse she can push about 200 250 in our yeah three and a half times in our 07 crv if you go fast enough nobody can catch you so it's okay (laughs) exactly 190 miles an hour. That's yeah. We souped up our CRV a little bit. Um, fortunately had no car troubles. Actually, that is not true. We, we had no engine troubles, no mechanical issues, but, uh, her car has an aux port so we can listen to music through our phones. And the aux port went uh-huh. out like almost immediately into the trip. Oh, <laughs> oh. and the only the only That's way the we could get it to work was if you wedged the cord in just such a way. And then, you know, if you went over a bump or something, it would lose the connection and it would switch to the CD. And so we spent, oh, man, we spent so much time. Um, I found some painter's tape, like the blue painter's tape in Jesse's glove compartment so we spent a whole lot of time just trying Strange. to tape it in such a way where it would hold the aux connection <laughs> and it would come undone like every 45 minutes or so. And we'd have to like get fresh tape and tape it down again. And yeah, um, yeah that was th- that was one of those things where like, I'm grateful our engine didn't explode on the highway. I'm grateful that, yeah, <laughs> you know, mechanically the car worked great. But like, even if it had, you, st- you still would have been able to listen to music. <laughs> If the ox, yeah, we could sit on the side fine. of the road and listen to our music. Um, so we exactly. kind of wrestled with that the whole time. And I think, I think I'm going to see what I can do about fixing that. Cause you know, Jesse, Jesse drives like an hour and a half round trip, uh, four times a week starting this week. So she, she needs some, yeah, she needs an ox cable or at least some way to listen to music other than the one Lumineer CD and the Shrek soundtrack, which were like the two CDs in her car. <laughs> oh no. I was like, I'm not listening to smash mouth for the next 20 hours. We're going to, we're going to fix this ox cable. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. My, my favorite thing about the directions that Google maps gave me of Fairbanks to Indianapolis is it says, take noble street to airport way to, Alaska Road 2E. And then it says, continue on Alaska Road 2E 
to Saint to Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a, it only gives me like three directions. And it's like the first one's like, turn on this road in Alaska. And then it's for the next 3,638 miles. <laughs> Just continue, continue straight. straight for 3,000 miles and you'll see the Indianapolis city. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because apparently there is a road that just directly connects Fairbanks, Alaska <laughs> to Indianapolis. Well, there you go. So it can be done. I would just be. It can, we it did can talk, be done. Do you remember a few years ago we talked about road tripping to Alaska? We did. I we looked do it remember up. that. And then we did not do that road yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah, we decided to fly instead. And now we, live, and now here. We yeah, live here. Actually, well, we road tripped out here and the car broke down. And so we just kind of stayed. We just, yeah, we just stayed here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Indianapolis was super fun. It was great to see my family and um, they were very hospitable and a lot of fun. We had a few like full days there just to hang out and really had no agenda going in. My cousin and her husband took us rock climbing, which I've never done before. Have you ever done rock climbing, Ben? Um, I have a little bit in the past when I was in college my gym had a rock climbing area in it and I'd actually do bouldering more than rock climbing, which is where you don't have a harness or anything. You just sort of like free climb. So those are a little it. shorter, but not you. you so you don't <laughs> fall off. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I exactly. didn't really do any bouldering. I, I felt uncomfortable, not strapped in, but, um, yeah. Bouldering looks a lot harder. That one looks a lot more intense. It's fun. I enjoy it. We should we should go bouldering sometime. I have a boulder. I know a boulder. <laughs> I know, I know a boulder. of a boulder. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun because it you know it, the this climbing gym was just at a warehouse and I think some of the walls went about 50, 55 feet in the air. And for me, I don't know. I have a little bit of a fear of heights. Like I've been skydiving and things like that. But if I don't have a parachute. I do not like heights. I don't like getting on ladders. Well, that, <laughs> I would not like jumping out of an airplane if I did not have a parachute. I don't know. Don't that's let just me, me tell you. That's just that's just kind of my personality. I wouldn't jump out of an airplane without me. a parachute. But uh, me neither. I would once. But so they have times. they have two methods of belay um, where you can have someone belay you. Is that the correct? I guess that's the correct terminology. Belay you. Belay for you. Um, as the expert on this, <laughs> I have no idea, but I think you're correct. Uh, but my cousin and her <laughs> husband were both able to belay us. And then they also have auto belay, which it just like you, you clip into it and then it'll belay for you and uh, you can climb up. And then whenever you let go, it'll just kind of drop you back to the ground slowly and keep you safe. Um, so I went up to the top of this one wall that was... I don't know. It was not one of the tall ones. It was, I was maybe 25, 30 feet in the air and I got to the top. It was my last climb of the day. It was not a terribly hard one, but I was really like exhausted at that point. So I was really excited to be able to get to the top and I got up there pretty quick. And then I looked down <laughs> and saw, you know, <laughs> the tops of Jesse's head and my cousin's heads way down there. It felt so far and I could not bring myself to let go of the wall because you're just supposed to like kick off the wall and let the let it take you back down yeah and it's not that hard and it's super safe and i couldn't do it <laughs> i had no problem climbing climbing up but i've the getting back down 
I, I ended up climbing bit back down about halfway and there was like this seasoned Russian climber like kind of watching me out of the corner of his eye and just laughing at me and there everyone is like just let go it's totally fine just let go and I'm like I cannot bring myself to do this I can't <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> been there before <laughs> where I'm just like mm, no finally about halfway I, I was able to jump off and it was totally fine as I knew it would be but yeah I could I don't know my fingers did not want to let go but it was so fun that's yeah I, I've definitely been in that situation too while rock climbing where I'm just like and, and what's funny is so when I was younger one of our neighbor's kids who's I don't know five years younger than I am but I got invited to his birthday when he was a kid and he loved rock climbing so it was at a rock climbing gym and like all these kids were like climbing up the walls doing all these things and then they're like all right Ben your turn and I was just like I like climbed halfway up and was like okay I'm done I'm I'm, I'm good now and they're like, you're like 10 feet off the ground. I'm like, nah, <laughs> fine. I don't want to come down now. Okay, bye. So there's like all these seven-year-olds just like <laughs> the wall. scaling the walls. And then there's me just like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'm not going to do my that limit. again. <laughs> this is my limit. Healthy boundaries. <laughs> well, Ben, do we have any reviews or feedback this week? You know, uh, kind of. Because I was talking about our podcast um, with a coworker of mine right before I realized the website was down and which uh, will be yeah. fixed uh, by I the time what about, man. The website's not down. It? actually, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to say it'll be fixed by the time we get back to it. It'll because, be, I have it like right here, ready to, uh, ready to, I, fix I don't want to put that on you. <laughs> uh, noodlespodcast.com will be fixed but by the time this podcast is up. Noodlespodcast.com. Um, which you can listen to us at noodlespodcast.com. Or anywhere podcasts are available. Coming to you live this week from the Indianapolis Climbing Gym that <gasps> Noah was most recently at. I should have stolen the ox cord. That would have been awesome. We're just, <laughs> just going to send them the wave file. A nice <laughs> glossy wave file. And uh, be like, play this or else we will be sad. Um, we don't threaten people well. <laughs> um, but I was talking about... Uh, uh, I'm at my podcast with uh, a coworker of mine, and we were actually talking about, in the, the grander scheme of things, influencers, oh, no. and which one of us is more likely to become an influencer. And she was like, "Well, Ben, it's probably going to be you because there's a large community of people who loves noodles, and you have a podcast about noodles." And I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> <laughs> don't sell us too short it's we i don't think we've we have a fan base yeah we have a whole discord we no 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 no. we oh. do we do have a, but our show is not exclusively we don't talk about, about noodles. noodles we could start nor has it ever generally been about you know, noodles. for season two we should start reviewing a different noodle every week well that's one of the things she said is we should like sneak in like noodle asmr <laughs> Like slurping like noodle ASMR just randomly throughout the episode. That would make for an awesome mid-break. Just this week, Rotini. Rotini. <laughs> ah, I will never, ever, ever edit a podcast again if I have to deal with that. Um, we'll just we'll just outsource yeah. it to Michael. Um, but. 
I think at some point we should plan to have a noodles related noodles at noon. I totally agree. I would love to. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I have an idea. We'll have you over. Okay. Um, I'm going to cook up like seven different kinds of noodles. And you have to tell me what each kind of noodle ooh. is just by blind taste. So like, okay, are we talking about like farafale versus penne? Because essentially that's the same noodle. Just yeah, we have shape. to like, uh, we won't do any that are too close. Maybe we'll give you choices, like give you choices or something. Okay. But I don't know. I like this idea. It sounds like a lot of pasta. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going to be eating a lot of gluten yes. that day. <laughs> yeah, because you have to eat a whole bowl. You can't just Perfect. eat like a couple noodles. You have to, you have to get the whole bowl experience for each one. Well, I figured because like our logo has chopsticks in it. So like we could talk about ramen. That's true. I love ramen. Or I love ramen too. Or pho. Oh yeah. How it's pronounced. We could do, we could do a global tour of noodles. The global noodles world tour where we just. (laughs) Noodles world tour, except it's from your living room. And, (laughs) and we just eat different types of noodles from around one noodle the world. from each continent except for antarctica yeah i don't know if seven there are any noodles. noodle types that originated in antarctica it would just be a frozen noodle <laughs> yeah i'll just leave like a spaghetti <laughs> stick in the freezer it's an icicle <laughs> spaghetti Icicles strand are... what do you call a single piece <laughs> of spaghetti noodles. a noodle i guess <laughs> i answered my own yeah. question a spaghetti Spaghetti. It's a spaghetti. Somebody touch my spaghetti. So that's our that's our review and feedback from the past week. Um, just shock and awe that we don't actually talk about noodles on our noodles at noon <laughs> podcast. What a letdown! I'm sure we have so many like Food Network culinary foodie kind of people that start an episode of our podcast and they get really disappointed really fast. Go, oh, it's not about noodles. It's just some dudes talking about. Stuff that isn't noodles. <laughs> um, Noah, I heard you had something you were really passionate about us talking about this week that wasn't cryogenically freezing people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I think this is important. I think it's an important conversation we need to have. And I'm actually really surprised that I don't think we've really talked about it all that much. So um, driving back yesterday, we stop in a gas station. You know, I've been driving for a few hours. I get on my phone What's the story of the hour? Mike Richards, the new Jeopardy host. Um, One of the great things about this podcast is being able to insert some of my random interests. Um, One of those being game shows. We talk about game shows quite a bit. We do. I like Jeopardy. More so than we talk about noodles. Definitely more than we talk about noodles. Absolutely. Um, I've kind of gotten back into Jeopardy this year because it's been in the news a lot with um, the sad passing of Alex Trebek and all the guest hosts that have been on the show. And I don't know, we went to see some friends who live in Denver a few months ago and uh, we don't see them very often. So it was like, we have this one night to spend together. What are we going to do? We watched Jeopardy episodes on Netflix all night is what we did. And that reignited my love for the sport of Jeopardy. Um, I think it's a sport. So yeah, 
for those who have not been following the Jeopardy drama as of late, uh, since the passing of Alex Trebek, they've had a number of different guest hosts trying to find their next host. Um, have you watched any of the guest hosts, Ben? Have you seen any of these new episodes? I, I haven't. I know there's been a, for a, a long time, been a passionate push to get LeVar Burton to be a guest host. And then he was, and then now they want people, a lot of people wanted him to be the new host of Jeopardy. Correct. Yeah. And so LeVar Burton was able to, at the end, at the very end of this season, um, he had a week. I think he only had a week. Some of these other hosts had quite a while. Uh, Ken Jennings had about six weeks, I think. Uh, Ken Jennings is, you know, one of the all time Jeopardy champions. He did a good job. I watched probably about 10 of his episodes, honestly. And I don't know that he quite has the commanding presence of Alex Trebek, but I think he did a really good job and he was a very first host um anderson cooper i didn't see any of his but i could see him fitting well in that role he's got white hair too so yeah that's, uh, that's a big thing that's a big thing um aaron, aaron rogers. rogers yeah that was an interesting choice i didn't watch any of his but people really liked him people thought he did a really good job yeah and with his job uncertainty with the green bay packers um there were a lot of people saying that he should become the full-time host <laughs> What a what a career place to be in. Like, do I want to keep being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers or do I want to just go host Jeopardy? Yeah. Do I want to be <laughs> the first and probably only person ever to be the season after being the NFC most valuable player and then becoming the host of Jeopardy? <laughs> the host of Jeopardy, which is also a coveted position. I mean, it is. it's not it's not a downgrade. Uh, Dr. Oz was also on it. People were not not really into that. Uh, Katie Couric. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at more people. George Stephanopoulos. I don't know who that is. You don't know who George Stephanopoulos is? No. It's George Stephanopoulos. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. There were actually a lot more than I realized. Quite a few hosts. Yeah. Uh, um, but then... Milo... Yeah, so Lev- oh, what's her name? She played Amy Milo- Farrah Fowler. Bi- Milik? Being- yeah. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but me neither. I can't never pronounce her name, but I heard she did a really good job and she was actually like one of the choices before they gave it to the executive producer guy to Well, so yeah, what either what happened is um the very last through all of this, people really really latched on to Lovar Burton more than anybody, and he wasn't on the list to guest host. Um I'm not sure why exactly that got started. I don't know if he started it, if he was like, oh, I'd be interested in this, but uh, maybe just the association with learning and reading Rainbow and uh, LeVar Burton seems like a really good guy. Um, So people, I saw it all over Twitter for months that people really, really wanted LeVar Burton. If you don't know him, he's a reading Rainbow guy. He was Jordy LaForge on Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, Yeah, he's a good choice. And it's nice to, it would be nice to have some more uh, diversity on the show, um, you know, not just give it to another, I don't know, kind of generic looking white guy. Um, they had some different female hosts, some, um, yeah, just, I don't know, trying to have a little more diversity. And so they finally announced, okay, LeVar Burton is going to host the very last week of Jeopardy. He only has five shows. He's going to host this week. Um, there you go. You can be happy. Apparently, LeVar Burton's ratings 
were not as good as some of the others, that there is a significant watch drop the week of his hosting. And do you know why? Can, can you think of any reason why? Um, well, didn't the NFL start that around that time? The Olympics oh, started the Olympics. that week. So there was something else really interesting to watch. So they kind of gave him this week where there was a lot of other things going on. Like the Olympics are interesting. People are going to watch that. Jeopardy's on all the time, but the Olympics are once every four years. Um, also, well, actually, I'll say this first. So the position ends up going to Mike Richards, who had, did you know of him before this? Not had you really. Heard the name? I knew. So I didn't know he was the executive producer, but I've like people were like, oh, Mike Richards is now the host of Jeopardy. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. And then it was like, oh, he was the um, executive producer of the show. And I, I think I was having this conversation with somebody. And ironically, at the time, I said, that's called job security when you're the executive <laughs> producer or something. And then you give yourself the job hosting that thing. And I don't think I'm wrong because, I mean, he's now no longer the host, but he is still the executive producer, at least for the time being. So, right. So everyone, no one liked this. Nobody. I didn't. I don't think I saw one positive like, oh, he did a really great job when he guest hosted. I'm really excited for this new direction. I think everybody was like, oh, so was it never even a, an audition or a contest at all? Yeah. Um, he was not the most popular choice. I think I, LeVar Burton was definitely the most popular. Maybe Aaron Rodgers up there, too. Uh, but Mike Richards was going to be the main host. And then uh, the name you said earlier. By Bialik. Uh, she was on the Big Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. She was going to do some of the special editions of Jeopardy and host those. And they were going to kind of take it together. Um, people were not happy. People did not like this decision. Some other kind of weird things came out about uh, the person that was coaching all of these guest hosts and like uh, trying to coach them on how to act and what to say, how to how to just be on the on jeopardy was mike richards and so everybody Hmm. thought okay that's that's a little interesting that you know lavar burton he he was a little he felt a little off he wasn't quite comfortable in his episodes i i noticed it too because i watched a few of those but he was being directed by mike richards yeah and then there was one person who sent specific tapes of each guest to focus groups to see what the focus groups thought of the hosts was it mike and that person was mike richards and mike richards only (laughs) there were a few other people that were supposed to be involved in that process but it ended up being just mike richards so So what you're saying is there may be a conflict of interest there may be a little conflict of interest it would be like you know if i was on the judging panel of a movie that i was auditioning for like I don't know. It's it's all just yeah. a little weird. But <laughs> then, of course, uh, we got the news yesterday that some things had come out about Mike Richards, some things he'd said on his podcast in his youth. Yeah, that it's, were. It's nice to know that at some point this show is going to come around and uh, ruin my career. This was exactly <laughs> my thought. I think the lesson <laughs> of the Mike Richards story is do not have a podcast in your youth because <laughs> it will come back to bite you later in life. <laughs> And then I saw some of the things that he said on his podcast and then went, oh, okay, okay. That, yeah, we never we're said not, that. <laughs> we're not like that. So we edit it out every time Noah says something like that. Don't worry. 
And I'm not saying, yeah, the things we're editing out are a little different than these things. So anyway, yeah. Mike Richards is no longer the host of Jeopardy. Uh, I think it lasted nine days that he was the host of Jeopardy. Something like that. Apparently they, didn't, they, had, they didn't film. No, they I don't had. Think. Oh, had they? Yes. They had started oh. filming, I believe. Or at least I was told yesterday by some fellow employees of mine, or not of mine, co-workers of mine, um, that they had started filming. Oh. So it seems, I don't know. At this point, it almost seems like Jeopardy just really wants to be in the news. Um, yeah. But I am glad. I'm glad that Mike Richards is stepping down as host. Um, it was a very disappointing choice. So I wanted to talk about who who would you like to see guest host Jeopardy? And we can talk about some of the people who already guest hosted, but who would, I don't know, if you could have anyone in the world, even someone that isn't a front runner or a contender, who would you like to be the new permanent host of Jeopardy? I think I think we should do it. Yes. Um, I think we you would were be, on my list. <laughs> I think was I. Ben Shoemate was on my list. <laughs> I think we would be very good at it. We'd be the first like duo to host it. And you you could do all like the actual like hosting portions of it, and I'll just be in the back making snide jokes the whole time <laughs> if jeopardy had a color commentator like you make yeah. fun of the contestants answers yeah oh they said constantine what a stupid decision <laughs> you could be like um you know the guy that's always like this is jeopardy, jeopardy. like you're that guy but you just keep talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't stop <laughs> on tonight's episode I can't think of anybody. But they're on this tonight's episode. <laughs> Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Versus. They should say versus. They should like add fire. Yeah. They should, you know, they should just really update Jeopardy. Like add fire. Add like. Oh, what was there was that show where they like dropped cars and stuff off a building. They should do something like that with each answer you get wrong. You get pushed like one step closer to falling off a building. There's just so much you can do with Jeopardy. Um, I think Michael Buffer, who is, you might not recognize that name right away, but you'll recognize he's an American announcer and he's the guy who goes, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, I think he <laughs> he's should got do the it. mic hanging from the singing ceiling. It, yes, exactly. I think he should do it. Um, <laughs> we we could bring a base very it, different tone. It would, it would go, but you know, white hair, he's got white hair. So I um, like it. I, think I just looked him up sweet. on Google and the first thing that, how much does, this says Bruce Buffer. Pretty sure it's Michael Buffer. Maybe he goes by Bruce. Um, he earns between 25000 and $100,000 every time he says those five words. What? Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> If I were him, I would wow. just wake up in the morning and just go, let's get ready to rumble. And then, boom, another $25,000 minimum. <laughs> Where's my check? Where's my check? Where's my check? <laughs> just hear him saying that as he's walking off. <laughs> Don't give me my, Where's my money. Where's my money? Give me my money. Um, we could base it off of height. He is six feet tall and LeVar Burton's only five foot seven. So Michael Ooh, Buffer. LeVar's kind of short. I didn't realize yeah. that. That's wow. like Napoleon Bonaparte height. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's get Napoleon could, Bonaparte to host. 
so if we were to put all the people who'd guest hosted Jeopardy like in a ring together and it was a last man standing kind of deal, who do you think Aaron Rodgers, I guess? Well, I mean, he's a quarterback, which I'm not saying that quarterbacks are unathletic, but he's not one of like the big bruisers on like the offensive line or defensive line or something. Um, But he is definitely more athletic than I would say Bruce Buffer. Well, actually, I don't know. Because, I mean, he does like wrestling stuff. I mean, I guess he is 76, but how old is LeVar Burton? I, I personally, I want it to be LeVar Burton just yeah. because I think the gener he's LeVar Burton's 64. The generation, he was born in Germany. I didn't know that. Um, no. The generation that like grew up with reading rainbow between like 1983 and 2006. Those are the people who are probably now watching Jeopardy and I think Jeopardy would be smart to get LeVar Burton to do it because he's kind of like that generation's like super calm, like present, like calming presence, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what Jeopardy is. It's not like one of those game shows that's like, you take case number three and it has $400,000 in it, you idiot. Um, (laughs) It's because that's exactly what Howie Mandel is like. (laughs) That's my Howie Mandel impression. (laughs) Um, we could get Howie Mandel to do it. That's true. I mean, Howie Mandel, uh, Steve Harvey, any of these people who are already game Steve show Steve Harvey would be fun. If we wanted to stick with, um, like, kind of with the Mike Andrews selection with problematic white dudes, we could do Brian Brian Wilson. Is he the old, old, old host of NBC Nightly News? <gasps> oh, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. That's he would actually like unironically, he would feel like a Trebek type person. He would. He would work well. Even though, you well, know, he's a liar. Does, does he but have whatever. some baggage? I didn't. Well, he got oh, fired from NBC Nightly News because I he, remember that. Um, there is actually a, a someone else. Oh, that's Brian Wilson. Never mind. There's an old uh, baseball pitcher named Brian Wilson who is certifiably insane. So we could use him. He's not okay. certified. Yeah, get, get that guy. Yeah, Brian Wilson. <laughs> well, some of my other thoughts, um, you know, if you really want to go the young people route, pull pull a new generation into Jeopardy. And he really needs to rehabilitate his image, although I'm not sure he cares. Oh, don't say Logan Paul. <laughs> That's exactly who I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh. Um, I'm so, I don't want to say I'm anti-Logan Paul, but I'm definitely not pro-Logan pro. Paul. <laughs> uh, not a real pick. I think that would be terrible, but it would be an interesting watch. And you know what? It would pull in viewers. It absolutely would. It would, because he would just try and fight everybody. Yeah, that's true. He's a fighter now. Um, I also put, I was thinking through this list in the car yesterday. I also put Ellen because I hear she's looking for work probably. <laughs> Another person who needs to rehabilitate her image in what better way than to be the host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, but more seriously, who also his show just ended, Conan O'Brien. Think how fun that would be. That, that would, would be a, very be a lot different of fun. Jeopardy. I'm a big Conan fan. He is getting another show on yeah, he's HBO just Max or whatever. HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but Con- really, how big of a commitment can Jeopardy be? Like five hours a week? That's why we should do it. That's true. I, I would make time. I would make time in my life for Jeopardy. Me too. 
Um, uh, yeah, I Conan would be good. I would like to see okay, Conan here's do a, it. Here's another one. Kristen Bell. That's what well, she does have experience hosting because she would host for Jimmy Kimmel. Whenever, Did she? Yeah. Kristen Bell's hosted for Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, good for her. Um, if there's someone like, you know, you need Alex Trebek was pretty abrasive and kind of scary. Like I would be scared to go on an Alex Trebek Jeopardy. But if Kristen Bell was the host, I feel like I'd be able to be my most relaxed and be able to really focus on the questions. How about how about this one? And I'm serious about this one. I would love to see this. Malcolm Jamal Warner. He's Theo Huxtable on the Cosby <gasps> show. He was also on Community, I believe. Was I think he? He was briefly on Community. Am I right about that? Yeah, he was uh, like, Shir- what's her name? Shirley's oh, husband? It was Shirley's or boyfriend husband. Or I can't remember. Yeah. All of them. He was, he was all of them. I'm just a Malcolm Jamal Warner fan. I think he's a cool guy. Um, he's also done shows with like kids. Like, I don't know. I was thinking of him because he's, ki- he's kind of got a LeVar Burton factor to him. He's this big, like friendly guy. I think he would be great. Sticking with the community theme, Childish Gambino. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Or Donald Glover. Or Donald either Glover, if they can get either of them. <laughs> yeah, whichever one's available. <laughs> whichever one's available. Donald Glover or Childish Gambino. <laughs> and then the, my final pick. I, oh, real this, quick, I looked up Childish oh. Gambino on Google, and the first like people also ask question is, is Childish Gambino related to Donald Glover? <laughs> They look so alike. They have to be like somewhere back there. They've got to be related. Yeah, they do look semi-similar, but. All right. My final pick. This may be a divisive one, but he's got a great uh, speech quality to him. He's got good poise. Um, He's kind of used to being on TV and things nowadays. Barack Obama. I, I, hmm. I think the amount of security for each show would have to quadruple at least. <laughs> but he has he has secret service people on either sides and then exactly. like those glass <laughs> glass things. But it would be fun. Ooh, ah, mm, mm. Michelle Obama. <gasps> okay, yeah, you're right. Even better. <laughs> they could even take I don't know, take turns or something. But I think that would be interesting. I would genuinely like to see and Obama Jeopardy. Because he's kind of got, like, I don't know, thinking back to specifically Barack's speeches, he's kind of got an Alex Trebek quality in the pauses between yeah. sentences. And I don't know, you kind of listen up and you, you tune in. And I don't know, I would like to hear Barack Obama read some Jeopardy questions. I would too. That would be... I'd be down for that. Should this be our speak pipe question? Yes, speak about question of the week. Who do you think should host Jeopardy? I still think it should be us. Yeah, I think that's the best choice, really. I mean, we get some diversity because instead of one white guy, it's two white guys. Like, kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah, we don't have white hair, though. That's true. We're young. We we did not do very well on our Jeopardy quiz. I assume nobody ever contacted you to be on the show after that, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was I was never reached out to. <laughs> um, especially since I cheated on it, technically. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> and we still didn't do very well. No, we did not. Um, where are we at in the recording? We are at 109. Uh, we're at about an hour. Um, I could cut some things out of my trip and we could play this one quick game because I, I also have a game week. from last week that we didn't play. You can, we can cut plenty of stuff out of my weekly update too. So we can cut, we can cut that down a little bit. Um, all right. We have one more game here. It's a little harder to play games with only two people, but, uh, this was, this was another discovery yesterday on the road trip. Jesse and I were giving each other a lot of quizzes just to kind of help us stay awake and um, stay energized. So we'd take silly, you know, personality quizzes, but we took a lot of trivia quizzes and things like that. Um, So, Ben, this one is for you. Are you ready to play Murder, Coalitions, and Pandemonium? (sighs) No. (laughs) I don't think so. It's not as scary as it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this game is about groups of animals. And as you probably know, a group of crows is called... A murder. A murder of crows. But there are a ton of these, a lot more than I realized. So I'm going to give you the name of this group, and you have to tell me what animal this group belongs to. Interesting. Okay, I got this. So for instance, a group of blank is called a sloth. Or a sleuth. <gasps> Sloths. <laughs> uh, that would be a group of bears. Ooh. Yeah. A sloth of bears or a sleuth of bears. Uh, next question. A community. Um, it's a, a bunch of f- flawed uh, middle-aged <laughs> people going to a community college. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a group of chimpanzees, a community oh. of chimpanzees. Uh, what about a caravan? A caravan? Um, I'm feeling like a bird. Albatrosses. A caravan of albatrosses. It would be a caravan of camels. Oh, oh that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. That one, uh, we didn't get that one either. Jesse and I were doing this yesterday. Um, an army. Ants? That's what Jesse said yesterday, too, and I think that's correct, so I'll give it to you. Uh, This is frogs. You can also call a group of frogs an army of frogs, but I'm going to give you a point for ants because I think that makes sense. All right, this one, um, this one you might be able to get. A tower. Of, hmm, what turtles? Towering animals. Turtles. Wasn't there a a Dr. Seuss book? Like, Yertle the Turtle. Yertle the Turtle. Tower of Turtles or whatever. Um, that's a that's actually a really good guess. Uh, the answer is giraffes. Oh, that makes sense because they're tall. A tower of giraffes. This one's pretty fun. Uh, this is this is an underwater creature. A smack. A smack. What underwater creatures smack? These don't. <laughs> I'll tell oh, you that much. <laughs> these don't really make any noise. It is jellyfish. Yes. They They smack into each other. Into a smack of jellyfish. They're just brainless plastic bags that float around in the ocean. (laughs) You're a brainless plastic bag. You're a brainless plastic bag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one we did, a murder of crows. Um, A pod of 
uh, whales. Oh, you're really close. A pot of dolphins. Dolphin. Oh, that's right. My brother's gonna hate me for that. All right, we'll do a couple more. A prickle. A prickle of pickles. <laughs> you're right. It is a group of pickles. Three or more pickles is <laughs> called a prickle. It's a prickle of pickles. Um, hang on. Let me let me actually guess. Porcupine. You're correct. A prickle yes. of porcupines. Um, a bloat. A of goats. <laughs> <laughs> a bloat of goats. A bloat um, of. Oh no! I don't have anything. You can go. Okay. <laughs> a bloat of hippos. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> Isn't that rude? That's so. You don't rude. say like you wouldn't say that about humans. Look at that yeah. bloat of humans over yeah. there. <laughs> um, a skulk. A skulk of hulks. Um, a skulk <laughs> of... <laughs> um, what's vultures? Um, is that on here? Let's find out. A venue is a, a venue of vultures. Oh, interesting. Not interesting. Let's do. Uh, let's see. Let's do one more. Um, Wait, what's a skulk? Oh yeah, a skulk is foxes. <laughs> a skulk of foxes. What's? I thought. I don't think that's very accurate because foxes don't skulk. Yeah, that's true. They're not the skulkiest of creatures, I would say. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. What about a convocation? A convocation. Correct. I feel like that's a word you use for like old businessmen. Yes. And this is actually what these animals somewhat resemble. I would say it's, it's fairly fitting. It is a bird. It is not a penguin. Um, a convocation of eagles. Yes, that is exactly right. Bald eagles. (laughs) A group of eagles is called a convocation of eagles. (sighs) What's a gaggle? You know geese, what a gaggle right? Is? Yeah, gaggle, gaggle geese. of geese. There are a ton of these. Mob of kangaroos, a brood of hens, a crash of rhinos, a romp of otters. I like that one. <laughs> that one's, I like that one. I also just like otters. So Otters are just the best. They're a really cool animal. I love otters. Otters are cool. Well, anyway, uh, that does it for murder, coalitions, and pandemonium. Oh, a pandemonium is of parrots. Interesting, because the word pandemonium comes from where they had like a panda at a zoo and people went crazy. I don't know why it's associated with parrots then. And then coalition is a coalition of cheetahs, which sounds like they're rallying for some political cause or something, but they're just cheetahs. (laughs) (laughs) They're just cheetahs. Well, thank you so much for that game. I don't know if I won or lost, but uh, in our hearts, we're all winners anyway, especially this week. We're all winners here at Noodles at Noon. Um, Noah, do you have any closing statements either about uh, cryogenically frozen people or Jeopardy hosts? Well, thanks thanks for waking me up. I feel much more awake than I did an hour and a half ago, and I'm ready to go start my day now. I'm good. (laughs) Me too. And hopefully we put your mom to sleep. That would be good. Um, Well, thank you all so much for listening. We will uh, talk to you again next week. Um, Bye. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) I was trying to do it in time with you and it didn't work.
It did not work, but that's fine. <laughs>